When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Surprise, it's Jill Zarin, and I'm on Hollywood Raw talking about everything that I shouldn't be talking about. Hey, everybody, it's Tony Robbins. Hey, guys, I'm Audrina Patrick. Hey, this is Adam Carolla. You're on the Hollywood Raw podcast. You're watching Hollywood Raw. You're listening to and watching Hollywood Raw. This is the Hollywood Raw podcast, hosted by entertainment veteran Dax Holt and street journalist Adam Glynn. The podcast humanizing Hollywood. From celebrities to media moguls, even paparazzi and bodyguards have come to break news, break their silence, or just have a great conversation on Hollywood Raw. If they're on Hollywood Raw, there's a reason. From Page Six to TMZ, Daily Mail, and People Magazine, everyone is talking about the Hollywood Raw podcast with Dax Holt and Adam Glenn. What's up, buddy? What up? <laughs> Dude, you know what show I'm obsessed with? And I know we might be getting some of the people. I've been I've been loving Winter House. It's not, it's on Bravo. It's not the same as Summer House. You know I love my Summer House. Dude, Winter you, House uh, is still fun. You love these Bravo shows. You're so funny. I don't like, like all of them. Like, are you sure you have a penis? I'm just wondering. <laughs> I think it's uh, if you want to call it a penis, I, you know, I, uh, I don't know what my rabbi did at the bris, but if I got something in there, I don't even say hang it, just sitting there. It's but you, you, know you and is? Pat are like obsessed with your Bravo shows. It's so great. I love Winter House. I, well, I love Summer House, which kind of carried over a Winter House. I still dabble in Housewives. I like the older episodes. That's why I'm very excited for today's episode with Jill Zarin, who's one of the OGs and one of the original people of the Real Housewives of New York. I mean, she's a very, very she's a firecracker. She says what you know. She says what's on her mind. She she understands the TV show, but she was the one who built up the most popular franchise, in my opinion, of all the Housewife franchises. So I'm excited for Jill Zarin on today's show. Uh, I'm more surprised actually. You're not. Are you a Bravo guy? No, I mean, not really. I I just don't. I I used to watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hills just because that's like you know I'm from LA, so you see them out going to all these places that I know, so it's a little more exciting. But then I I stopped watching years and years and years ago. I'm excited. You know what I just got last night, dude? What? Tickets to SNL. Shut up. Are you serious? Yeah, Billy Eilish. You got the Bill Billy Eilish episode. Yeah. Yeah. Holy yeah. that's huge. Yeah. So I mean listen. When is that? It's uh in like two weeks, maybe. Um, two weeks. I I'm excited. any SNL is great. I never went to an episode where I'm like obsessed. I don't get the I don't luck out where I ever go where I'm obsessed or I'm a huge fan of the star. Billy is like, oh I resp- I appreciate. I'm not like, oh my god, obsessed with, but she you know, do you think she's one of those stars that's here for a, a long time? Um I mean I don't think her fan base is going anywhere anytime soon. I think she's just different, and that's what people are gravitating towards. I think she's yeah. she makes great music. I think one thing that will make her stay around is that her and Phineas write all their stuff, and yeah. I think that is is the key to like long term success because you know with some of these artists they get big off someone else's song that was written. They they just performed it well, but the second people dry up and they're not giving you songs anymore, you go away. Yeah. Um, but I think that's why Taylor Swift has been around and stays around because she writes her own stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, and yeah, maybe they don't depend on other people. So I, I'm very excited to go. I'm, I got the tickets, you know, SNL tickets are very hard to get. They do a lottery in August and you have to enter a lottery and I enter the lottery every year and I never, I've got it once in probably about like 15 years. I've got tickets this time. I got, I mean, I'll, I'll, I got, you the got tickets a connection, from, don't you? From maybe one of the the most popular boyfriends in America right now. Mm-hmm. You got tickets? That's dope. So think of the clues. Think of the most popular boyfriend in America right now. No, I know who it is. I don't know if you want it out there. <laughs> I'm just trying I to don't put know your if face you want to talk about your connections. No, I just want to say that. But uh, yeah, I'm excited for that. Um, but I'm also really excited for today's episode. We got Jill Zarin from The Real Housewives, well, former cast member of The Real Housewives of New York. Before we get to her, we'd like to do a thing where we read your reviews live on air you know the best thing to do to support this podcast is leave a review five star only if you do that we'll um read as a thank you, know, you. We'll kind of re- yeah it's it's a big thank you for us and really helps us out a lot 
Um, Dax, do you have someone who wants to say a few nice things to us? I got one. And this is from JGWM 2012 best podcast out five stars. Love these guys quick and easy in and out, but we appreciate the four seconds that you took out of your very busy day to write that because it is huge for us. It's huge for the algorithm on iTunes. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again. Again, three words can make it two you can make it one just say awesome i don't care just do something uh but make sure the five stars with that said daxial 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 that, that's my Dax- old biblical name daxial is it, what is it? <laughs> no. I it was. dax tell us about our guest today <laughs> oh we're very excited we have jill zarin on who was an og to the uh the housewife franchise number one housewife added to the cast of uh real housewives of new york but has since uh moved on she is a huge entrepreneur she is uh, a mother but uh if maybe you've seen her furniture jill zarin home maybe you've seen her candles maybe you've seen her t-shirts she kind of does it all but we are going to chat about all things housewives jill zarin welcome thank you for coming on the podcast i remember seeing your name when like during the good days, the page six, actually, I think, in my opinion, has come back. But there was a little bit of time that it fell off. And at that time, it fell off. I think New York was kind of like ran on this socialite scene, you know, and you were one of the socialites. Um, what how would you define for people who aren't from New York? Because I feel like New York has such a big socialite scene. What a socialite is. Um, you know, I think just a socialite is a, an old fashioned name. I don't even think people call themselves that anymore. Uh, I think what it meant back then, because now with Instagram and influencers and all these other words that didn't exist back then, right? So a socialite usually means it's someone who has money uh, has and has time to do charity work. And usually it's associated. I mean, I always thought it was charity. So um, a socialite was just a woman who probably didn't work, didn't have a career, and did a lot of charity work. That's what I thought a socialite was. But maybe... You know, then you think of like Tinsley Mortimer. They called her a socialite. Um, she had money. She's a beautiful girl. Um, but she worked. So I don't know. I don't know what the definition is anymore. I feel like yeah. we we have our obviously our famous ones out here like Paris and Nikki, you know, but Do you call I, think, socialite? I, I think I mean, that's how I know the word like, we're, you know, growing up and learning how Paris Hilton is socialite. But I, I feel like the socialite term isn't as big in California as it is in New York. It just doesn't seem like the thing out here. I think of it as an older person, not a younger person. Yeah, but the, but the only people I think of it is related it's to are the younger, the younger people. So it's, it's like a dated word now. I think there's it, it is kind of dated. Yeah, well, now you have the word influencer, like you said. You're right. True. Someone walks in like, oh, they're a big influencer. Right. Um. So, yeah. I mean, following. Like, what would you, would you call Charlie and Dixie in, um, socialites? No, because they didn't come from enormous wealthy families. But look at them. They've become enormously wealthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so where are you living now? Like, you're right now, obviously, not in New York. But where where you're mostly I where? I actually, well. Uh, my my main residence is is in Boca, and I have a place in Miami, at the um, uh, at the one hotel that down there. Sure. And so that's like my Hamptons. So I go there on the weekends, and then I just took a place in the city, just so I have my you know. I, I thought I could get away with li- moving out of New York. I did. Just couldn't do it because my daughter lives there, and she's a one bedroom. I didn't want to like live on the couch, and I could stay in hotels, but then. You know, in a way, I'm like too cheap. I don't want to spend five hundred dollars a night on a hotel, but I'll yeah. spend ten grand on a, a month on, on an apartment. You know, <laughs> it makes absolutely no sense. Um, did you move well, down I, for tax reasons, or was it uh, just like, did you move down before the pandemic, or I like, didn't or... move down for tax reasons? I moved down because Bobby was sick and we wanted to spend more time here, and I bought a place right near my parents, and then I fell in love with it. And I and when Bobby died, I really could do whatever I wanted, so I wanted to be in Florida. I liked it better. You know, I wanted to be in the Hamptons. And then the pandemic happened. And, you know, then I was here a year and a half. But then when the pandemic was over, Allison went back to Manhattan. And, you know, I have a place in the Hamptons. And I have a little apartment in the city. And I have a Boca in Miami. I move around. So Two you're, such, you're such an East Coast person. Could you ever see yourself on the West Coast? Absolutely. Yeah? Yeah. 
I, I say to Allie, if you meet a nice Jewish boy out in LA, let's go. And she's like, you're not invited. Who is? <laughs> I said, oh, I'm going to make myself quite at home in Beverly Hills where I belong. Don't you worry. <laughs> That's so when you have homes, like you just said, in Boca and Miami and New York, uh, do you like even carry like a suitcase with you or do you have clothes at each place so you don't have to bring clothes with you? No, even though I have clothes and makeup and blow dryers and everything in every place, you still have your favorite things that you're wearing. So I always have like a carry on at minimum. Sure. But a lot of times I'm shifting wardrobes. So like I'm going summer to winter, winter to summer. So I'm still schlepping stuff back and forth. It doesn't avoid it. But listen, I have friends who are wealthy enough that when they buy something, they'll buy two, one for this house, one for that. Yeah, wow. I mean, it, it almost seems like a pain, though, to have like stuff in every place. I'd be like, oh, man, now I got to I got to take care of the stuff over there. I, I, don't, I don't know if I could afford to be no, that, it, uh, it is, it's that a bit wealthy. It is a bit of a pain, but it's not a bad pain, you know, <laughs> because you know what? I bought two Dyson. I love this Dyson uh, roller dryer. It like curls your hair. At the, it clearly didn't do it today. Curls your hair at the same time as drying it. And I have two. They're expensive. They're like 500 bucks. So I don't want four. I have two. But I still don't have it when I'm in the right. I think it's there. <laughs> and then I get there and it's not there. And then it's like, oh, my God, I'm going to have to buy another one because I can't remember sometimes where my stuff is. And I only have one brush that I like. So that always has to move with me. So out of uh, all of your homes, which one is your favorite home? Boca. Boca for sure? Hands down. What, why, though? Why, did, why I, is that one your favorite home? I love living in a country club. I play tennis every day. There's a golf course. I like golf. I'm not a golf member now. I was before when I had a different house. Um, and now I'm looking to buy another house. Shh. Looking to buy, I'm talking to my, them today. I'm looking to buy another. I need to get a, I want to get a bigger house. Because I had this house for the pandemic and it was definitely too small. And But I couldn't buy anything then because there was nothing for sale. It was crazy. Um, but I do. Hey, I, you know, I'm what, what's, what's more. too small? Hmm? What's too small? Under like, 3,000 feet. Okay. It's under three. And I had like 10 girls working here. It was insane because I was making masks and tie dyeing them and packaging yeah, yeah. them. And you have no idea. What was. If you go back and look at my old, I don't even know if you can, but um, if you go on like TikTok, you'll see some cute TikTok videos of Allison, my daughter. You know, the funniest one that I remember, it got like a million views, was she? we used to literally make the masks ourselves. Like we didn't sew the mask. This mask came white. And then we would tie it up a certain way and then we'd have like three or four colors of, of dye and we would dunk it, you know? And if you know anything about tie dye, each one is completely unique and different and you don't know if it's going to come out good or bad. I mean, you can get better at it and you kind of think you're making systems. So she's dunking it, whatever. And then she does a video. Um, um, don't be ugly. Don't be ugly. Don't be ugly. And then she opens it up and it's like, it's not ugly because we would make them and then there'd be ugly ones, you know, that you couldn't sell. And uh, so that was, we had some fun. We had some fun. I, I, I tie dyed in like years and years since I was a kid. It actually, I never tie dyed as a kid. I never tie dyed anything. I never thought I would. And I loved it. It was very therapeutic. I would listen to my podcasts. Like, I love Heather McDonald. I would listen to AJ Benza. Those are like my two favorites. And yours, <laughs> of course. And I would listen to my podcast and just zone out. I didn't want to hear from anyone. I didn't want to talk to anyone. And I would just tie-dye for hours. And I loved it. And I wish I could go back and do it again. But you can't. So do it again, one thing Jill. Back to your house, though. I'm just so curious. When you have that many houses... Is it stressful at the end of the month when you have to figure out, all right, how do I pay the electricity at this house? Like, how do you do, you do it if someone else does it? Everything's sorry, auto. As long as I have enough cash in the account, everything's auto. Mm. Okay. Everything. Everything just gets sucked out. And if I'm short, I'll get covered by another account. You know what I mean? And, and it's I have. I've gone, I've gone overdrawn, and then they'll cover it, and then I have to, you know, add money to it. But, yeah. See, like, I think about it in regards to, like, gardeners something that like if you're not there watching every month and your 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 flowers are going to hell like how do you keep up on that it's it's horrible like right now i'm looking at it my garden which i i built during the pandemic and i loved um then i had everything died you know i had to rip it all out and then all these weeds came like who knew weeds grow when you take out all the plants surprise <laughs> Grow. So then I had my gardener rip it all out. So now I have half bill. It's like a mess. 
So I called this guy, uh, Farmer Jay. He's known in Boca as the guy to do, and he's so hot and gorgeous. And he comes with this farmer hat. I'm serious, it's like Farmer Jay. And he he's an organic farmer. And he comes and, you know, whatever you want to plant. And then he'll come back with his truck and all his stuff. And he'll plant it for me. So I'm excited. <laughs> excited to watch him plant? or I'm going to make sure I'm definitely in Boca when he comes and plants that. <laughs> he's married. He's a great guy. But I love him. Like today. But you know what it is? It's a lot of things. You know, and I say to my daughter, you know, she, my daughter and I are in business together. She owns Jill and Allie with me. And that's, you know, we make these, all these things like today. We're launching self-love club, these crystal candles that are unbelievable and they smell amazing and they're heavy and beautiful and soy. So she's busy launching them and doing Black Friday and doing all that stuff. And and it's a lot. And then she's like, I'm doing all this stuff. I'm doing and I'm like, Allie, seriously, do you want to see my list? You know, because I don't complain about it. I don't ask for a thank you. I'm just like getting through it. But I had the painter here today because I look around and I'm like, this house needs a paint job because of all the the, the tie dyeing and all the abuse the house got last year. Now everybody's gone. I need to paint. Um, yes, I'm going to sell my house in a year and a half, but I still have to live here. And I want, and then my whole driveway is full of mold. You know, that green stuff that grows. Yeah. I had to get a guy here to give me an estimate to get rid of all that. And I don't have a husband. Like I do this all myself. So it's a lot. It is. It's a lot. And in the Hamptons, I bought a condo. I did not buy a house. For that reason, couldn't take care of a big house there. Couldn't do, I'll yeah. do it in Boca, but I can't do it in the Hamptons. I'm not there enough. I'm only going to be there two or three months a year. And Allison can use it in the winter. But, you know, she doesn't want to. I don't want a responsible for a big house, empty, scary, in a condo. It's on the water in the Hamptons in Sag Harbor. It's got two tennis courts and a swimming pool. Everything I need. It's not big. But you know what? I don't need so much company anymore. Yeah. You know, I entertained for two lifetimes in, in my houses in the Hamptons. Literally. But you know what I am thinking of doing? I don't know if you know that I'm known for these events that I did, charity events in the Hamptons. You're very big. And it grew and grew and grew, and grew and grew. And it really grew into a really big, significant thing. But then after Bobby passed, I did it one more time. And I didn't do it at my house. I had to do it at a hotel, which was beautiful. I did it at the nicest hotel in the Hamptons. But um, it wasn't the same. And then I didn't, I wanted to skip a year. And I got, and now everybody's calling me to be sponsors. I'm like, where were you five years ago? You know what I mean? Like I couldn't make any money for my charity. I funded the whole thing. And now I think I might be able to do it and make money because enough companies are like, can't you do it again? Because um, there used to be a big thing there um, for breast cancer, ovarian cancer. And I can't remember it. It was like a flea market. Well, I can't remember of it. <laughs> it was a big, big, big deal. And everybody went to it and it was like expensive to go, but it was worth it. It was for great charity and they don't do it anymore. So there really isn't a charity like that. And I do one where you get gifted. Like I have all these companies gifting, you pay to come, but you get gifted much more than the price of the ticket, you know? And I think I'm going to do it again. So, so same touch. So Jill, you know, we, we like to ask our guests this question, but you, you, You've been a reality star, an author, a philanthropist, a mom, an entrepreneur. But when someone asks you your title, what do you consider yourself? Okay, that is the hardest thing because when I do I events and they want my bio, I, I don't even know what to call myself. And a lot of times they name it for me and I'll edit it or I'll like it. Um, you know, clearly, publicly, I'm a... Um, uh, I don't like to call myself a reality star because I've done other things besides reality. Um, a TV personality. Okay. Because I do. I do a lot of stuff on TV that has nothing to do with Housewives. Um, and entrepreneur. You know, it's a big word. It means a lot of different things to different people. But that's what I am. I've started and successfully run multiple brands. Like I have Jill Zarin home and I have a Jill Zarin rug line. I have a Jill Zarin furniture line. I have now I'm launching today a Jill Zarin blankets line. And then the um, I'm doing sheets and duvets in like another week. I just couldn't launch it all at the same time. And now I'm doing Bravo merch. Like where's my diet? Here, I'll show you some. Where's my diet coat? That's my favorite. And then um, my famous one is surprise. And then team Jill on the back, which was very iconic for, for people who watched the show in the beginning. And then for newer people, 
you know, Real Housewife in training. And <laughs> now we did for the for the holidays. I wish I had one. I don't even have a sample. It's dark green and it says Real Housewife for the holidays in red. Really great. And then we did a whole bunch of mazels for Hanukkah. Mazel yeah. hat, mazel shirt, mazel sweatshirt. So we're doing all kinds of merch. And, you know, my whole thing is the best quality. So I'm not making a lot of money on them because I'm, I'm paying like $28, $30 just for the sweatshirt because I'm not buying that many. And then I have to print it and embroider it because I do like an embroidered apple on it or something. So they're selling for like $50 or $60. Um, and then you usually get 10, 20% off and all that stuff. Now, with all of these different businesses that you're doing, uh, are these all online? Or do you have stuff in stores? Like Very good question. Find all your stuff. So everywhere. You know, um, Jill Zarin rugs are in Macy's and in Kohl's and online. They're from Home Depot, Bed Bath Beyond, Wayfair, Amazon, JillZarin.com, where I love people to buy from me, um, Home Depot, Walmart, Target. Rugs are in Everywhere. every single one. Furniture I just started two months ago is on Wayfair, Amazon, JillZarin.com and is spreading as fast as they could get them up onto all the other platforms like Bed Bath Beyond and um, like um, Home Depot. And they'll be, they'll be on them. It just takes a minute to get it all up. Okay. So um, with, with doors, like your furniture, I'm sorry. I said with your furniture, how like in depth are you with like the design of the furniture? Or, well, I find it, that interesting. It looks a little like restoration hardware. Okay. Very involved. But my candles are, the the blow away for the season it really is the gift for the season wait they i want to ask you your your sweatshirts though the bravo shirts you have do you have the licensing to bravo or how are you able to do that i don't need a license because i'm not using the name of bravo so just because even the real housewives or housewife and make it you don't need anything you know i'm not saying the real housewives of new york city i'm not using their brand logo the word housewife or real housewife and i'm not the only one if you look online and type in real housewife on etsy there's thousands of sellers. Not only that, someone told me, if you type in Jill Zarin on Etsy, I almost died. There are photos of me and paintings of me and sayings like, I'm famous for like, I run with a fabulous circle of friends. I didn't trademark that. Even if I did, I wouldn't sue anybody. But um, on Etsy, maybe if, you know, Calvin Klein used it. But um, <laughs> anyway, so, so they are using my taglines and paintings and stuff. I mean... I think Bravo should be flattered when people are selling merch or putting things out there that help promote people watching the show. And, and to, to prove that I'm actually doing something with Bravo on Monday, I'm flying back to New York. Remy Bader, who's a big TikTok star is hosting myself and Wendy Acefo and she has a candle. And I heard on Potomac, there was a fight between her candle, which is like one wick and someone else's candle was three wick. It's very funny because mine's two wick. So she's selling her one wick candle and I'm going to be selling my two wick candle on Monday on Instagram live um, and some other product. And, and Bravo is very much supporting what I'm selling. In fact, Bravo started a, um, or not Bravo, NBC started a store online. And I don't remember the exact address to get on, but there's a store of merch that they spent, you know, millions of dollars creating and it's a virtual reality store and i have a store in there with all my merch i have a baby i have a baby onesie saying real housewife in training you know and all that stuff they're supporting it you know what i mean they're not suing me i'm not using anything that's legally trademarked that i'm not doing i it's, you mentioned Potomac. by the way you mentioned potomac i think potomac is one of the most underrated franchises I, I in the house i love that show I Isn't do. it? What do you what What do you like about the Potomac girls? Well, I, I know Giselle. She's by the way in person. She's even more beautiful in person. I mean, yeah, she's magnificent. Um, I don't know. I just like it. I don't yeah. know. I just I, you, I like them all though. You know, it's really hard for me to say. I there isn't any I don't like. I didn't think I would like Salt Lake City, and that's if you want to know where I am on Sunday nights. I'm watching. I'm watching that show somewhere. Wherever I am, I am watching that show. I also love 90 Day Fiance. And yeah, I, even, okay. I even bought the Discovery Channel um, Plus for five bucks a month. <laughs> oh, you're the one who bought watch, it. So I can watch the singles version. <laughs> Obsessed. I love it. Obsessed. That is so fun. I love finding out what people are binging. I think it is 
such like a look into what they what they like as a person so that's really funny that you're into that is there any other shows you're binging um binging not binge i probably binged everything i watched you did you like you did you see the second love you. i, I, I loved it i'm it. all caught up it's good watched even the last season, season was kind of rough but fun it was weird like it's it just very weird it's so um unexpected it's yeah it got a little strange at the, but i still liked it i still I mean, enjoyed it you're gonna have a box in the bottom of your store i mean like the it's like can i tell you the beef that i have with real houses of new york right now it's i don't here's i i love i think new york is one of the the backbones of the series between between beverly hills and new york i think need to always be the strongest ones and new york is still good but I don't like the age gap in women like the like between Leah, who I love Leah, then hanging out with like just the age gap. is just a little strange to it doesn't me. make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. No nope. cast of the show. So I like, what do you think of that? Age gap? Is it weird? Is it good? I think honestly, I, I, and I'm not saying it's because it's me. They should have asked me to come back three or four years ago when all of those failed and they did, they were terrible seasons. They should have either had me back when Beth tried to get me to come back, and I probably wouldn't have, with Bethany, you know what I mean, to try to rekindle that friendship, which the fans were so upset by. Mm -hmm. And um, if I was a producer, I would have tried to make that happen. But when Bethany left even, I mean, I'm still very close with the girls, you know, with Luann, with Ramona. You know, I spoke to Ramona yesterday. I mean, we love and hate each other at the same time. And Sonia and Sonia and the girls had asked Bravo to bring me back. And at that time, I might have considered it. In fact, I wanted to when they had gotten rid of Tinsley, not gotten rid of. She left. Um, they had a space for like two months to finish the season. I would have loved that just to come in and get out. And uh, Dorinda blocked me. I was surprised. She didn't want why, me. Why did she block you? I don't know. You'd have to ask her. Really? Good. Yeah, and, that came up, and believe me, that comes up in the mashup. Now, would you? On that mashup. So, does this mean that you're still open to going back on at some point, if 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 it feels right? Yeah. Yeah. I would say if it if it felt right and it was good for my brand, yeah. I mean, because there is no better platform than a Real Housewife Couldn't show to more. sell all your other products. Couldn't agree more. So, but I, I don't really want to be a full-time housewife because I live in Florida. Like I'd like to be an in and out housewife, but I think they need me. Um, first of all, like they all connected to me. Even Ebony, within five minutes of her first intro said, I met Luann at Jill Zarin's party. She was at my party. I know her. They all know me, you know, and I'm not saying that like an ego thing, but like Housewives of New York, for whatever reason, most of them, not all of them. Like I didn't know Carol. I didn't know um, um, the girl they brought on after me with this shapewear line. What's her name? Got her name. I didn't know some of them. I didn't know a lot of the new ones, but they all disappeared. They all left. It didn't work. The who, who best ones are the OGs. Those are the ones, or the ones in the beginning. Like I consider Kelly an OG, even though she came on season two or three. Like she's, I think that they, um, if they want to fix New York, they either fire everyone and start over with a younger group of 30-year-olds who have children and husbands. You've got to get families back on. The reason why I work is because I come with my sister, my mother, my father, my boyfriend, and my daughter. All the other girls don't bring anybody. Ramona brings her daughter a little bit. Luann definitely did bring her children a little bit, whatever. But I bring the homish bucha, and I think that's what people miss is that family love and that family dynamic. But you know what? They're not going to listen to me. Um, and that's, you know, they're taking it off the air for a year and a half. And I don't know. You know, by then, Ramona's going to be like 67. She's turned 65 this year. You know, at what age are you too old? I don't know. Is nope. there an age you too old? I mean, I don't think so. I think, I think Ramona could go on and on and on. You know, I was in the dentist office today and I swear I heard her voice on TV and it wasn't her, but it was like, her voice is so recognizable. Like, how could you give that up? You know, why would you get, I, I think she should come back and I think Luann should come back and I think Sonia should come back. I think Dorinda should come back. So looking at all the different franchises, all the personalities, you've mentioned quite a few of them right now. Who do you feel like is the all time best real housewife, excluding yourself, 
uh, across all the franchise. Just the one that like personified it all, had the best storylines, may not be on any of the shows anymore, but just the best Real Housewife. I think there were a few. I mean, definitely Bethany is up there, right? With her one-liners and all of it. Lisa Vanderpump, you know, again, iconic. Um, Luann, without Luann, you wouldn't have Money Can't Buy Your Class, right? You wouldn't have um, uh, Giovanni. Like all those songs are iconic and make the show what it is. Kim Zolciak, Tardy for the Party. How could you have a, how could you even think back in history without Tardy for the Party, right? <laughs> and I bet people don't think about her now, but that's, that was the iconicness, right? Marisol from Miami and her mother, iconic, you know? I love it. How did you, how did you land on Real Housewives of New York? Like what was, what was the auditioning was, or whatever? Was, there was no audition and it wasn't called the Real Housewives. They called me on the phone. They literally left a message on my machine and they said, we're a production company. We produce Super Nanny. And we're casting for a TV show about women and their kids in New York City in private schools. If you're interested, call us. That was it. They called me. It. Hollywood called. Hollywood called. And how they find <laughs> you? Ah, good question. So there was a website that back then was a big deal, but now there's Give so many the others called uh, New York Social Diary. New York, New York Social. Okay, I remember that one. You remember that one? I don't know if yeah, it's that was around. a good one. Yeah, that was these. That was the social light you know, newspaper online. So if you wanted to know, other than Wire Image, which was like the back end, you know, people who, most people don't know Wire Image. If you want to know what parties are going on in the world, just go to yeah. Wire Image and it'll tell you everything going on. If you look at last year, you can pretty much know it's going to anniversary this year. Mm -hmm. um, but for people who don't know that, they would go to New York Social Diary and it would talk about what happened last night and who was there and whose photos. And it was a charity event called Outrageous. And it was um, mothers and their children doing art together with famous artists. And then they would sell the art and the money would go to charity. Jeff Koons was there. I have photos of Allison doing the Incredible Hulk with him on the floor, painting it. And that's then awesome. that sold for about 260000 and now it's worth probably $2 million. Wow. So, um, and my friend bought it. I know who bought it. That's oh, actually, I take that back. The Hulk went for 65000 and Larry Gorgazian bought it on the phone. That was the first year of Outrageous. You know, this is a long time ago, right? 15 years ago. So um, they saw a picture of Allie and I on there, and they literally went 911 or 411. They looked me up on the phone book. And I had an answering machine. <laughs> I didn't have a cell phone. Maybe I had a cell phone. I didn't use it. I had a phone. I had to press the button. And I saved the tape for a long time, but I'm sure it's gone now. That's so funny. And that so changed you, your life. I yeah. mean, absolutely. Changed my life happened to change Luann and Bethany's life. Because guess who got them to do it? I, um, Bethany wait, didn't want to do it. And I begged her to do it. And I begged Andy to pick her because he didn't want her because she had done The Apprentice. And she, he thought that because she was already on TV, he, they wanted unknowns, real unknowns. And I had to, and you know, it's funny. He was once asked, who called you the most? This is a long time ago. He said, Jill Zarin. They should have followed up with, why did she call you? to beg him to get Bethany on the show. Mm -hmm. well, and, then, uh, um, I, and then Luann, I introduced them to Luann. Dang. And, and Ramona, they found because I brought the film crew to an event I was going to and they saw her there. Your first season of Housewives, how much were you paid? $7,500 for the entire thing. A per whole episode season? The whole season? All season, nine episodes, and what? then we got then we got five thousand dollars for the reunion. Seriously, that's all they paid you for the entire season. And if I remember correctly, that season took off, right? I think. Um, and we do not get residuals. I don't think people realize that it is not a SAG show. We sign up, we get paid for the show, and that's it. They keep all the money for whatever. But you know what? I I my husband owns Aaron Fabrics. You know, my feeling was I couldn't pay enough to be on TV. I would pay money to be on a commercial for Zarin Fabrics. Even today, I have nothing to do with Zarin Fabrics since Bobby passed away, but even today, fans go to the store, people go to the store. It's iconic. It's on the map in New York to go visit for, for housewives' places. So that was worth it just for that. How much do you think the girls are making now per season? 
over the 70. Over the OGs years. for sure making. I think some of them are making two million, but not from New York. I think Atlanta, maybe three million. A so lot. Do, with that, is their wardrobe paid for? No. Is it bonus? So they still have to pay for their own wardrobe. Yeah. But I gotta think that there's still people gifting them stuff to wear on the show. Like, like, no, um, I think it depends that. on the celebrity. It depends on how good they are at relationships. Um, clearly, Giovanni did right. <laughs> there's a couple of good ones. I've been very lucky. I've had some great companies, you know, give me clothes or lend me clothes for when I need it. We're going to take a break. We want to talk about our growth. A lot of our growth really happened in the social media world. If people have watched us over the last, I don't know, six months to a year, you could tell that our TikTok has been blowing Huge, up. Yeah. Our YouTube, IG has been on point. A lot of that it comes from Herd at Media. Yeah, they've been able to put a lot of eyeballs on our content. And uh, it really comes down to, first, the content. It's got to be clean. It's got to be nice. It's got to be presented well. But it's also got to like speak to the audience. Exactly. And that, that was one thing that in the past, before we worked with them, our voice was never out there. People yeah. didn't understand like what we were trying to get across and be in like a unique, cool way. And we're finally there thanks to them. And thanks to them, we're also to get more eyeballs on the product. Yep. Uh, so if you're out there looking to take your project to the next level, it's a podcast or a YouTube series or even some sort of video production, Heard At Media has been, for us, it's been absolutely incredible. Absolutely uh, they really so. brought our game to the next level. So, so if you're interested in that, uh, make sure to check out HerdAtMedia.com. That's H-U-R-R-D-A-T, media.com. If you were to come back and if you do the friend role, how much how much do usually people get paid for the friend role? No idea. How does that work? I have no idea. I think they've changed over the years. They've had years where they pay per episode. They've has had years where they paid per season. Um, you know, now I understand that there are clauses. <laughs> I heard that I don't know if this is true, but I heard that there's a clause, like a behavior clause. Like if you're a good girl and you don't make problems, you get a bonus. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Could you imagine grown women, 50, 60-year-old women can't behave themselves, that they have to actually incentivize them to behave? <laughs> I feel like I feel like producers would incentivize you to not behave because it makes better TV. Well, I think that's a big conflict, you know, when you're a producer. You know, when is it okay? When is it not okay, right? So when when is alcohol okay to introduce at 12 o'clock in the afternoon? You know, because women can handle it and blah, 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 blah. And then they're going into the night. Remember, you film usually 12 hours a day. You could potentially if you're on a trip. Um, or if you know or you think that one of the girls actually has an alcoholism problem and you're feeding them alcohol at 12 o'clock, giving them an excuse to start, is that, um, you know, you have to look at your own morality, but you also have to look at your job. You know, you get paid to do a job and deliver a, deliver a show. And I think that it has to be a conflict for some of the producers and what to, um, what to do. And I don't even know the answer. I mean, I think it's a conflict. Um, I mean, I, I know what I would do, but I'm not going to, I know what I would do. It's very clear to me what I would do. I think people did, who know me know what I would do, but that's why I'm not a producer. Did the producers ever, do they ever have a hand in like starting the conflicts? Like someone's talking shit over here and this person doesn't know. And so they kind of, help filter that information to the person just because it will make better TV? I am sure that um, things are, producers have to get the story moving along. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If I'm like talking to Allie, like, let's say I've got a full film crew here. You know, I've got 20 people here, the lights are on, I'm like this and that. And all of a sudden Allie and I start talking about something that is irrelevant that would never make the show. You know, like, uh, mommy, I had a problem. I don't know what, it, you know, I had a problem at work today and I don't know what to do. And like, whatever it is, it's nonsense to a show because it has nothing to do about any of the other housewives. It has nothing to do with what I'm doing on the show. They're not going to sit here for four hours and listen to Allie and I have a discussion about which candle, you know, and what happened and what mistake happened. Do you know what I mean? They're going to be like, um, why don't you tell, why don't you talk to Allie about what happened with Ramona yesterday? They won't tell me what to say. Mm, no. But they cue you into the right. But they might get me moving into something that's meaningful because you're making a fucking reality show. You know what I mean? Like you have to understand. I mean, people, this is the funny thing. When I was on, I got punished, pummeled publicly for things on the show that today nobody would think twice about. 
and I wouldn't get it, not one, one email. I'll tell you what it was. I was um, talking to Bethany who was in the street. I didn't know there was a camera on her and she was crying and I was talking to her and I put her on speakerphone with Luann and I got killed for that. Why would you put it on speakerphone? That was between you and Bethany. You didn't tell us she was there. Bah, 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 bah. They killed me. Would you kill me today? Or do you understand that you have to put her on speakerphone so the audience can hear what I'm saying, what, what, what she's saying? Well, the Kardashians have made that normal. Know. That's why. The producers should have told me, though, that they have her there. So you don't have to do that, Jill. They could have done that. But I put her on speakerphone. And also that way Luann could hear the conversation. But now I think people understand you put them on speakerphone all the time. Nobody says, why'd you put her on speakerphone anymore? Because you have to hear them when you're doing a reality show. You have to hear the other person on the phone. Yeah. So I'm self-producing in my head thinking, nobody knows what she's saying. I better go like this, you know, open my phone. And I got killed for that. And what, how am I supposed to defend myself? Back then, I couldn't say what the truth was. Now everybody knows, you know, a lot of stuff. All these books have been written. Sure. Everybody's spilling the beans. Andy just, you know, writes books. And this guy, David Quinn, just wrote a book, spilling mm -hmm. the beans on a lot of stuff. So, but there were a lot of things I couldn't say. I couldn't defend myself. You put together the first season. Like, you kind of helped cast the show. You yeah. know, bringing the, bringing the people together. Oh, yeah. In your opinion, over the years of Real Houses with New York, who do you think was – maybe the not the best decision to be a cast member or maybe the worst decision to be a cast member. I don't think they've ever had a bad one, to be honest. I think all people are interesting. You just have to get it out of them. Is there one that just didn't work out? Like the one, like maybe obviously there you, you invest in them and you want it to work out. Well, Adam, who, who do you think out? Adam? Who do you think? Ah, oh, man. Um, who was the one girl who? How long? Know. How long season? Maybe I can help you with the name. She had the young boyfriend. Um, uh, she always, I always see her in New York. She's always with her dog. She had a young. She had a young boyfriend. What's single? her name? Which, uh, she was single, but she had a younger boyfriend. He was a good-looking guy. She was Did a good-looking woman too. No children that I remember. That knocks out a lot. Because Jules had children, Cindy had children, Jen had children. Um, uh, what's her name? Radswell didn't have children. Yeah, Carol, Carol uh, Radswell. Is Did that who you're thinking of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I don't know. I didn't really identify with her. I don't know. I felt like it was just kind of like, I don't know, somewhere sad. You know, like it wasn't like a, it wasn't fun. I, I'll be honest. I didn't really watch those seasons. Okay. And that's when, that, and that's when kind of, you're 100% right. That's at that time. That's when I kind of feel like they were struggling a little bit internally. Um, I didn't the believe the friendship was real. And it turns out it wasn't. Right. And Carol was very hurt by that. She felt, yeah. you know, used and all that stuff. Um, it, I didn't like it back then. I thought the show was really terrible after I left that first season. It was like terrible because like th there was no. You know what? There's one question I would love Andy to answer, and maybe you'll have him on and ask him. If he could go back to season four again, would he have done a clean sweep and fired four cast members again? I'm not asking who, because he probably still would have fired me, but I'm just wondering if he would have fired like two, not four. Yeah. I thought it was too much. They never did that again, by the way. They never got rid of four that I know of. When you when you left the show though, you quit. And correct me if I'm wrong, you quit the show, but then all of a sudden they're like, No, we're gonna let you go. Is that what happened? Exactly what happened. But it was why, like why would they have like power I, thing? Why was what was up with that? I don't they were mad at me. They were mad at me. They were they were mad at me. They were mad at me. And I read Andy's book. I read, you know, some of the book trying to find out some of the answers. Um I don't know. Maybe I was different back then. I don't know. All I know is that Bobby was sick and I have a lot of anxiety. And I think that now I control it with medication, but I didn't really then. And I had a lot of anxiety. I wasn't, I, I, I didn't grow up in Hollywood. I don't understand how TV works. And I run, I'm an entrepreneur. I run my own life, my own destiny. So I don't get this whole corporate bullshit. Like everything takes forever. Like I didn't understand it. So usually they would tell you whether you're coming back within a couple of weeks of the reunion and we hadn't heard back. 
So I've got ants in my pants, you know, because Gar Bobby wants to go on a three week cruise to Europe on the world. But I, if I do the show, can't do that. Can't leave for three weeks. They'll kill you. And I kept asking, annoying and asking, and nobody would give me an answer. They hadn't decided. They hadn't decided. So one night, probably took an Ambien, probably took an Ambien. <laughs> and I wrote an email to, and I'm, I have the email, to Luann, um, one of the producers, and Kelly, only the people I was friends with. And I said, I love you guys so much, but I, I can't keep waiting for what they're going to do. Bobby wants to take a three-week trip on this boat. I love you. Good luck with the season. Bah, 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 bah. And I sent it. And the next day, I definitely had remorse for sending it, but nobody called me. And I really felt worse because I'm like, wait a minute, I just quit. And nobody's saying stay. Like, did you ever like break up with someone, but really want them to say, you can't break up with me because I love you? I mean, like, if that's not so cliche, I would never think they'd want me to quit. I would want them to say, Jill, we love you. Well, not only did they not say they love me, a month later, I'm at Vanderbilt with my daughter putting her in college, and I get a call from Andy personally to let me go. And well, I at least he called you. We've, we've talked to other like housewives and celebrities, and they're like, they just pretty much closed the door and didn't say a damn thing. So it's nice that at least you got a call from up, up on top. Well, I think I, think I earned that. Uh, well, first of all, you got to remember, Andy Cohn hired me. I sat in his office many times and I was his first. I was number six. Like if you count, like Orange County was first and then New York and I was number one, I would call it on New York. So I, I would call myself, I call myself like number six. And now there's like 110. Andy doesn't talk to, probably after number 40, he didn't even meet them until he, they do their show on his show. Cause he can't, how could he, could you? If you hired 110 people in a corporation, do you think you would go and meet all of them and talk to them on the phone or text them every day? No. Especially when they're across the country, no. No, no, you just don't know them. You don't have time. Remember, when I met Andy, Andy was an executive. He, he had an office at 30 Rock on like the ninth floor overlooking the tree. He had the best fucking view. And, um, you know, I remember his secretary sitting outside like he had an office. After he started Watch What Happens Live, and I don't know how long after, but a maybe a year or two after, he had to make a decision. I'm sure Bravo gave it to him too, because he was doing a nighttime show. How could he be there at nine o'clock in the morning and work, right? So at some point they probably said to him, what do you want to do? You want to do a show and be talent or do you want to be an executive and make decisions? And he probably, I'm guessing all this, and maybe it's in his book, he probably said, well, um, I want to be talent, but I still want to be over the Real Housewives of New York, uh, of Real Housewives company, because that's my baby. And so his name is on every show, every headline, even the new ones. Um, so he definitely has a hand in casting and all that stuff, only on Housewives. But like if you were to call him and say, oh, I have a great person for Below Deck, he'd be like, Jill, I don't have anything to do with Below Deck. I'm not a producer anymore. I don't work for Bravo. You know, you'll have to call so-and-so. But, but Housewives, if I said I have somebody for you for Chicago or whatever, he would, you know, whatever he would do. He'd say no or he'd say call this one. But um, – I definitely have a great relationship with Andy now. It definitely went through a rocky road. Um, Self-caused, by the way. Uh, but we got better, and it's good. It's good now. So, so, so we do a little speed round where we kind of go rapid-fire questions. We want, like, the first thing that kind of uh, – kind of okay, am i gonna like me in so mind. much trouble after this interview oh sure. no never it's is interesting i like it i like i i appreciate no, people that are just kind of from bravo saying what the fuck no it's yeah it, it's good it's comforting to just like hear how the business works in a way like how it you all read, uh, and i'm not david quinn just wrote a great book and by the way andy Cohn has a publishing house and he published that book that's an andy Cohn imprint that i think he bought the book from bravo i think bravo bought the book i think I don't know. I think David got hired or, or sold the idea to Bravo and then they gave it to Andy as an imprint. Um, I haven't finished it yet. Um, all I can say is Andy says things that I don't necessarily agree with. There could be a follow-up book on that book for sure. Caused a lot of fights among the girls on a lot of the shows hearing what the girls said. But Andy said at the end on the last sentence about me, he said, and I would love to work with Jill Zarin again. So that to me says whatever he and I went through, is in the past and i'm really happy about that yep 
So we're going to go back. Yeah, uh, I hear you on that. We're going to do a little rapid fire with you, okay? Yeah. I think the first thing that kind of crossed your mind. So here we go. Uh, favorite memory from Real Housewives of New York? Okay, I have the worst memory. <laughs> I need Allison. Can I get my daughter to help me? Sure. Bring her in. Allie! I need your lifeline. I need my life. Can I get a lifeline? Allie! Because she remembers everything. We, we. Wow, I can't even stand up from tennis. Oh my god. I didn't play tennis today though. That I didn't do. Allie? Why? And I just need you for two minutes. What was my favorite memory from Real Housewives? Ever. What? Oh, okay, thank you. He knows everything. Morocco. Yeah. My favorite. Morocco. It's so funny. We had Teddy Mellon. I had a great season four. I don't know what the hell happened. I had the best season four. I remember the reunion was great. I had a great time. I wasn't fighting with anybody. And yet they fired me. I didn't understand why. I still don't understand why. Okay. I, I was Even laughing I that quit. you used your lifeline because we had Teddy Mellencamp on and she actually called her dad to use him as a lifeline during one of our rapid fire I questions. <laughs> Okay, That's keep awesome. going. I made another lifeline. Go. All right. What was your uh, least favorite part of being on the franchise of Real Housewives of New York? Oh, the the least, least was, favorite was, part was of it. Scary Island. It's the worst thing that ever happened. To I never felt worse in my entire life as the way I felt in the hotel room that night after I got thrown out. They put me at a rock resort on, they couldn't get me off the island because there were no more boats. I was on a, an island that only, you can only get off by boat and there were no more ferries. So they put me at a rock resort and there were no televisions in the room. Okay. Um, I wanted to kill myself. I was with, thank God I was with Bobby to console me. All I wanted to do was watch Law and Order or something to get all that, you know, shit out of my mind. And I had no TV. Uh, favorite restaurant in New York City? Oh, Avra. I love Avra. Okay. Okay. I love Avra. Actually, no, I have another one that you never heard of. What's that? More, more so, M-O-R-S-O. It's What's on 50, 59th Street between First and Sutton. Okay. They even I give you pop right there. They even give you popovers. Okay. All right. The one perk that you miss from being on Real Housewives. That they got now? Just a perk that you got while you were doing TV uh, for Real Housewives that you don't get anymore that you miss. Oh, hair and makeup. I mean, but they but I had to pay for it. Only they only paid for it for the interviews. Well, that that's not a perk if you're paying for it. Yeah, but they did pay for those though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they paid okay. for they paid for those. They they really <laughs> favorite perk being on the Housewives. Well, I still get stuff borrowed and free. Um. I don't get as many appearances as I used to. Okay. From it, I, I, I'm st they're starting to come back. I'm doing something at the Ridgefield Playhouse with Caroline Manzo and Vicky. That should be good because Caroline doesn't come out to play very often. No, I see her boy all the time. You know what I mean, right? She doesn't come out to do stuff. So I'm excited to see her again. We're oldies. What is the best vacation you ever took? The wildest one. In life or on the show? In life. Oh, um, it's either Australia or China. I'll say China. I did a private plane through China. Private right. plane to China. Wow. With that's exclusive cool. resorts. That's cool. What is your most memorable paparazzi encounter? Memorable? Something that well, sticks out like, in your mind. Like coming out of the airport at, at LAX and not calling them ahead of time. <laughs> <laughs> I think they were there for someone else, but they recognized me. Okay. Have you ever called the Paps? Oh, for sure. We, for we, sure. We not, me because... not, not me personally, like I have nobody's phone number, but somebody who works for me definitely back in the day would call ahead and say, Jill's coming into LA or we're going to Craig's or whatever. Something very I... predictable. Jill's going to the Ivy. Yeah. And yeah, by I the way, that's why I say they don't. They're liars. <laughs> Every one of them. No, we say literally all of Hollywood does. And I don't, we, we have no idea why half of Hollywood pretends that they don't because. By the way, do, do the housewives lie or do they tell the truth? A lot of people tell the truth. 
I okay. think a lot of people do. We most we, people we ask tell this the question I can't think of anybody so many really... stars, and everyone is like, "Of course, you need the paps. You you need, or you need the exposure, or you need to get a project out, or whatever the case is, the or is you now, need." Peace. I don't know if there were paps the way it used to be. Like you're your own pap now. Now sure. you take your own selfie, mm -hmm. and you put it up, and it gets picked up by the press anyway to put in a magazine if they want it. Um, when's the last time you went to the bathroom outside? <laughs> what? what qualify outside? Just like outside, like not on a toilet. Kinda on a toilet, but it was not a toilet. It was a hole in the ground. Oh, you did the hole in the ground? Well, that's all they have in, in many places in China. They don't have toilets. You go into yeah. a stall and there's a hole and you squat. You squat. So wow. all the people hole. should not go because they can't get up. And yes, people do slip. I do <laughs> not slip, but people on my trip slipped. Oh, so I've seen oh, the ones yeah. where like you put your weight on it, and the like the hole opens. Was it that kind, or was it just no, no, always the hole an open is hole? Open. It's open. It's almost like a porta potty with no seat. But no, I've the seen the ones where like no it's closed, the and then I probably took pictures of it. I mean, it's disgusting. <laughs> and I remember where it was at the Great Wall of China. You know, they had like a visitor area. Uh -huh. That's yeah. so funny. Yeah, that, that is weird. That's all but I can maybe... remember. It doesn't mean I have that. But I, I, you know what? Let me tell you something. Barbara Walters and I have one thing in common. Okay? Mm -hmm. We're both camels. How so? You drink a lot of water? What? I drink no, I, I only drink Diet Coke. And by the way, I have a sweatshirt that says, where's my Diet Coke? And here it is. <laughs> um, I don't know if it's, I think it's Diet Coke. and Does it? Because um, when I drink water, I have to go to the bathroom right away. When I drink Diet Coke, I can go the entire day and not pee. And Barbara Walters, I'll never forget this. Um, one of the things she makes her claim of her success, and then there's many things about Barbara that made her successful. But she says in the beginning of her career, when she wanted to get an interview with somebody and they had to wait for hours and hours, she was a camel. So everyone at some point would have to go to the bathroom so she could get closer and closer. And she says that's part of her success, that she never had to go to the bathroom. So she always got the interview. Mm, I like that. All cool. right. I got uh, my last question for you. Least favorite Real Housewives franchise? Uh, I, I don't have one. I love them all. Yeah, all of them? Absolutely. Even Even D.C., which was riveting. I'm sorry they took it off the air. And I think they did because of legal reasons. Yeah, I would have right. watched it. Let's because of the Salahis? Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> and then she married like some rich and she famous. Neil Sean from Journey. Right. Well, she married, she and married Journey's one of my Journey. favorite music fans of all time. So that's yeah. good She question. actually has been very good to me over the years. And it's weird because I see her all the time. And she gave me like tickets to go see Journey multiple times. And he's really nice and Oh, I'm like so it's kind of, yeah, it's pretty cool. Well, if you see her again, tell her Jill Zarin's a big fan. Well, my last question for you is, who's the coolest person that ended up in your DMs? Oh, I think a couple of them. Like Lady Gaga is a big fan. What? Well, that's pretty cool. She follows me on Twitter, but I don't know if she DM'd me. Who DM'd me like recently? Um... The D'Amelios, Charlie yeah. and Dixie. They That's wanted they my want. mask. Charlie and Dixie DM'd me. They wanted our masks during the pandemic. Many, many times we sent them so many packages. And then they bought them, which was very nice. Because, you know, they don't have to buy anything. Sure. Um, those girls are very nice girls. They're from Norwalk, Connecticut. They're normal. They have great parents. They're just having the best time of their lives. But that was a pretty big thing to have them jump in my DM. Very big. That's, yeah, huge. that's huge. That's awesome. Oh, you think so? I mean, I know you're thinking like Barbara Stry, you know, whatever. No. No, that's still like great. That's, they're, they're actually more important than them. <laughs> the, the amount, yeah. Someone that influential, as we'd like to call it, I mean, they've got millions of people following their every move and they could, they wear your mask once and suddenly it's sold out. Like that's I'll tell you who else? I'm, good, I'm friends with Chris Kardashian. Uh, Chris Jenner. Sorry, I was called Kardashian. Yeah. Chris yeah. Jenner, she, um, I DM with her, but I, I email with her, I, 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 you know, and I sent them masks, the whole family, and she posted our masks during the That's pandemic. Really nice. Super nice. Let me tell you something. She's a very loyal friend. That's and when great. Bobby died, the nicest flowers I got were from the Kardashian clan. Really? I got the most, the biggest, most impressive you never saw 
with a card. I'll never forget. You know, they all have a K. Courtney, Kim, Kyle, you know, and they were all K. Chris, they sent me the most beautiful. And we weren't like best friends, but she has a big heart. Mm. And it was very, very generous. And I'll never, I never forget a kindness. Wow. Very cool. Well, listen, Jill, you've been amazing. You've been great. I appreciate taking the time. You can follow Jill on her Instagram, Mrs. MRS Jill Zarin. Uh, eventually, has Jill Zarin at home. Uh, shop Jill And then you're also on Twitter at Jill Zarin. I like you on TikTok, Jill Zarin Official. Uh, make sure you follow there. I, Should I, I do more like, TikToks? Should I do more? I think yes, you should. TikTok it's, it's a good at. platform. And, well, I've been doing reels. Someone told me if I do reels, I'll get more followers. How do I get more followers? I am stuck you're at five Content, content, content. You're Gary V. Content, girl. You got to do content. No, you're I'm doing content. No one's fucking following me. No, man. You're good. You're fun. <laughs> well, you're good. And it's, uh, I think, honestly, like, I could see Bravo bringing you back. I think they need you, but you, you know what they need and you deliver. I do know what they need. They need my mother. They need Gloria. They need Gloria to tell the girls the real deal. And she does not sugarcoat anything. She, my mother's the original Real Housewife. You know, when you really look back, mm -hmm. she's the real OG. But, um, you know, life. They need people who have real lives, real problems. Not this bullshit with the girls and they're all single. And that's the other thing. They're all single. They don't show their men. That's why last season failed for one reason. They had no men on the show. That's the only reason. Show would have been fine if they were talking about boyfriends and shit. They didn't bring one guy on the show. Interesting. Because women love to hate on, you know, bad guys. That's what they love to do. Instead of hating on each other, let them hate on a, you know, a creepy guy. That was my reasoning. Well, Jill, thank you. You've been awesome. We appreciate it. And appreciate the support. <laughs> I think the show needs her back. <laughs> right? right? I was thinking the same thing. As we're talking, I'm like, this woman, oh, sorry, I hit the microphone really hard there. This woman knows television. She gets it. She understands like the yeah. producing angle of it and how to make it work. And the fact that she's sitting there saying, you know, you need to get the spouses and you need to get the kids and you need to include family. I, I think that she has a legit point to that because that's kind of what makes these women feel like human beings yeah, rather than just fighting all the time. No, she understands like the she understands the performance value of it, you know, um, and she did help put together the show the first season. Wasn't it crazy how much she got paid the first season? $500, and now people are getting $3 million for a season. And that's just from the to, for filming the show. Think about the brand stuff they put behind it. Mm -hmm. So, like, now they're at the point where we're like, are they really making this money? Are they faking it? But now it's like, no, they're actually making money. So they're able to actually really live this sort of lifestyle. Um, and, and I think what I'm hearing out of that is if she was to go back, she would get crazy money because she's an OG. And I feel that she would be a huge asset. Like, there, at this point in my life, at least, I don't know a lot of the housewife's names. Jill's sure. name is one of those names that like goes down in history as a housewife. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like adding her back to the show would be massive. Yeah, but I wonder if they would pay her. They're not going to just put her back on the show and she's going to get the same salary as some of the other girls. And I wonder how competitive and, and you know, like, you know, spiteful some of the girls are compared to what people are making. However, I think she would get a bump, but she wouldn't be making the same salaries on because she hasn't been on the show for so long. So the 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 negotiation part of it's like, hey, you weren't you haven't been on the show the past few years. These girls have, so they deserve to get paid more. However, for her, it's not about the money. Obviously, she has a lot of money. It's about can she relay her message on TV? Can she get her brands more exposure? So I think she sees the back end more money. I mean, it's I, even the beginning of the interview when she's just talking about her homes. I mean, to have a place in Miami, Boca, the Hamptons, and Manhattan, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money, right? That's there. a lot of money. <laughs> wow. I was just like, man, that is, that's, a, that's a nice life. That's but a, if you like this interview, we got a video here. portion of this podcast. It's on YouTube. We're also on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're on it all. We also have this private Facebook group. Dax, tell me about this private Facebook group. Yeah, so if you just go to the Hollywood Raw Facebook page, you can then join the private Facebook group, and that's where the big fans, the true fans, are hanging out because they want to ask us questions directly. They want to interact with each other. Um, so that I've seen has been popping off recently. So 
Uh, head on over, join the Facebook page. And like Adam said, our TikTok has been doing really big things over the last couple of weeks. Our numbers have been shooting up. I think we're just having fun. A lot of good content out there. We'll post certain clips from the show, but we're also posting a lot of just pap content, celebrities in the wild, which, uh, you know, I, I think people find fascinating. And so it's been a been a fun little journey watching this this podcast grow. Yeah, yeah. So if you like that, you know, you want to see what's going on in the streets of New York City and, and, and L.A. and uh, some of the behind the scenes videos. We have a lot of that content on our TikTok, on our Instagram. Uh, if you want to know what's really going on in Hollywood and you have some specific questions, make sure you guys check out this Facebook group. If you want to know what's going on, you know, Baldwin story, you want to know what's really going on with Kim K and Pete. We know we know a we, lot. We, and that's the thing. We will release breaking information on there. So it's kind of like the fast way to get information when it happens. Because by the time we get done with the podcast, you know, I don't, I don't know if this will air in a week or two weeks. So with TikTok, we can release it instantly. Yes. Um, and with that said, also, please, please, please leave a review. Five star only. Say a few kind words. And if you do that, we'll say your review live on air. It helps us out. That's the best thing you do to support us. You can find me at, at Adam Glenn, G-L-Y-N. You can find Dax Holt at D-A-X-H-O-L-T. Shout out to Andrew. Shout out to Pat. Make sure you check out his podcast, Pat and JT. It's a good one. Thank you, at. Thank you, guys. And we'll see you guys next time. A Huda Media Production.